This episode is not sponsored by Audible. Go to audible.com slash literally any podcast you've ever listened to to get your free audiobook today. Audible. You know what it is. Hello and welcome back to the Bargain Bin Movie Podcast where we are especially fond of you. And this week we're talking about The Shack the newest Christian movie to try to wring out as much money from the Christian demographic as possible. So yesterday I went and I watched this movie and I fully expected to be ripping it to shreds on this podcast today. Now, uh, I should point out that I'm going to spoil this movie pretty quickly. I will try to give my overall thoughts before I do that and I'll warn you when I start the spoiler. So This movie wasn't terrible. It wasn't like uh, Noah terrible. I was expecting to... Because when I watched Noah, I was like, okay, that's wrong. That's wrong. That's ridiculous. Sir, did you read the Bible? Where are you getting this garbage from? But that's not what happened in the shack. And and like I said, I was expecting that kind of reaction. (sighs) This movie has some good emotional moments. Um, there's a lot of moments that don't work and that, you know, the, the movie wants you to feel a certain way and you're just like, nah, I'm not, I'm not having it. This doesn't, this is not affecting me. This doesn't make sense. You're not, you're not getting there. What, What are you doing? But there are moments where it does work. So, you know, a lot of this movie being an emotional kind of movie it's hit or miss. Um, the editing and the way that they choose to tell the story, you know, chronologically and then sometimes out of order, uh, is not is not the best way either. Like, um, they could have moved. There's a flashback that happens. They could have just moved that to the beginning. Uh, there's all this narration that I guess I'll get into in a second. There's all this narration in the beginning that could have been left out in if you had just put that flashback and and opened with that flashback a good like 80% of the speeches and life lessons that Mackenzie our main character gets throughout this movie from the three persons of the holy trinity are they just come off as preachy as overly complicated and overly reliant on like metaphors that are practically non sequiturs like he will ask a very direct question and then whatever person of the Holy Trinity that he's talking to at the time will go off into this weird comparison between two things that sort of makes sense but also is not quite correct. Like I could, I could make all kinds of metaphors that would prove a point, but that point is just a little left of center. It's not quite correct. So that happened so many times throughout the movie. Uh like I said, there's one part where somebody actually makes sense. It's sort of a surprise character, so I'll save that for uh, after the spoiler section. Um, the Hey, why don't I actually tell you a little bit about what this movie is actually about? Um, assuming that everybody has already heard about this movie because most of my listeners and friends are Christian. But uh, this The Shack is about a guy, I believe his name is Mackenzie Davis. His, his first name is definitely Mackenzie. It's played by Sam Worthington. And he he has, you know, three kids, uh, an older son and two daughters, 
and his and you know he lives with his wife and they go on a camping trip or something yeah camping trip one day and their daughter goes missing she ends up dying and he is mad at god and god gives him this like close encounter with with god that that sounds a little bit wrong it's it's not it's not like an alien encounter it's like a more like a near-death experience where he sort of goes to heaven maybe Uh, it's not really not really clear in the trailer or in the movie but yeah he gets to talk to god basically and is forever changed and so yeah that's the basic plot of the movie um what i was going to say before i remembered that i should probably clue you in on the plot was that sam worthington's accent he's going for a sort of boston accent i guess it it kind of goes back and forth between whatever accent he's trying to pull off and his native australian accent and boy like in the beginning of the movie i forgot that he he was australian and then i remember he, he just said something a little bit australian and then i remembered that mr sunday movies is always pointing out like i he always knows mr sunday always knows when someone is australian because their english is just a little bit off and like you know him uh, mr sunday being australian his ear is a little bit more attuned to that but in this like halfway through the movie there's well not even halfway in the first act there's a story that sam worthington you know mackenzie tells his i'm gonna call him mac actually because his daughter is also named mackenzie who does that? Who who has like a female uh, now what is considered a female name as a man and then name your kid like your daughter that? That doesn't make any sense to me. Anyway, uh, Mac is telling his daughter Mackenzie this story and throughout this, this is when I actually remember that he was Australian. I was like sure of it. He just goes back and forth between Boston and Australia, back and forth, back and forth. And, oh my gosh, why? Like, in in his other movies, I don't think he did that. Like, in Avatar, that was, like, the least of my worries in Avatar. So much uh, stuff and, you know, color and explosions happening in that movie, uh, as well as, you know, absolutely no plot. But that was the least of my worries in Avatar, so maybe I didn't notice it. But I don't think he usually goes back and forth between his Australian accent and his uh, American accent. So maybe it was the Boston accent that was tripping him up. But that was that was a little bit distracting. Plus, he like does that whole like raspy voice thing throughout the whole movie. Like, my daughter, she's she's gone, and I'm I'm sad. And God, why did you take her? Yeah, it it kind of <laughs> that's his Australian accent coming back through. And so, yeah, he does that throughout the whole movie, and it, that's that's one of the things that sort of bugs me in movies. I'm trying to find uh, an, enough examples of that, of people doing that in movies to sort of put, like, a montage together. So, actually, if you know of any other ones besides, like, Batman and Sam Worthington and maybe Christian Bale in his other movies, I don't know if he does that all the time. Oh, and the, the bad guy in Flash. If... If you know of any other like examples of of guys who just constantly have to talk in a whisper throughout the whole movie, uh, I'd I'd really appreciate that. Thanks.
on another point I wanted to make about the fact that God doesn't really answer any of Mac's questions. <sighs> like he asks, why, why, basically, why do bad things happen? And there's a very simple answer to that, and it's never given. Like the, the reason that bad things happen is because of sin. Why does sin happen? Because of free will. Why doesn't God just make everything perfect and make, you know, make it so that nothing bad ever happens? In order to do that, God would have to take away our free will. And he gave us our free will so that we could love him freely because that's what God wants. God created us to love, you know, to show, showcase his love, to express his love, and also so that we would love him back. Okay, end rant. But they never said that, and that really bugged me. And then the last thing in non-spoilers is I don't really think the ending was that effective, nor was the sort of twist at the end. It's it's like, plus somebody already told me, I think, that uh, the twist, but, you know, even I knew the twist in Sixth Sense, and I don't, I guess I shouldn't expect this movie to be Sixth Sense, but for a twist to be effective, you know, even even though I knew that uh the twist in sixth sense i the it was still effective at the end so you know even if a movie is spoiled for you it's i feel like it's not a good movie if the the movie is spoiled for you and it's still not effective because there should be like you can't spoil an emotional moment if it's not like no even if it's somebody dying you shouldn't be able to spoil an emotional moment Unless it's supposed to be some sort of surprise, uh, so yeah, this uh, the the ending wasn't super effective for me. All right, here we go. Spoilers from here on out. Warning: one, two, three. Spoilers. Okay, so there's like ten minutes of narration in the beginning. Blah blah. Um, <laughs> why? <laughs> you could have said, like I said, you could have set all that up in the flashback that he has when he goes to his mailbox and he pulls out the the letter and he reads it turns around slips and falls like that's such a weird way to shoehorn in all that exposition that you could have just stuck that in the front no narration necessary boom bada bing we got a movie and and then what the title card is that why you did it that's garbage the title card doesn't matter you don't need a title card in every movie um Oh, something funny that, that uh, what's his name? Garth Brooks? Doesn't even matter. Who cares? The country singer that, like, is the guest star, the, the supporting actor in this movie, he he makes this, he says, like, you know, it all started in the shack, not just any shack, the shack. I'm like, oh, this is going to be good. It's, it's not just any shack. It's the shack. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a the shack. It's a shack. Like, who cares? What's the difference? I don't know what this shack is. I don't think anybody else does either. <sighs> anyway, uh, the kid in the in the beginning that plays little Mac, little Mac. Oh no! <laughs> Why'd you have to name him Mackenzie? I don't understand. There's so so, so many stupid things that happen with this name. So, uh, little baby eight-year-old Mac is played by a kid who looks like Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I just want to point out that when Joseph Gordon-Levitt inevitably needs a younger kid to play him in a movie, let's get this guy. Or maybe to play, maybe when they remake, what's that movie? Looper. 
when they remake Looper, we'll do this. Anyway, I don't know what I'm talking about right now. <laughs> um, the Indian princess story sort of rubbed me, rubbed me the wrong way. I was like, okay, wait. She jumped off the this big old cliff in order to save her people because somehow she knew that that would work, and and the sickness that they were inflicted with went away. I was like, okay, first of all, telling this to a kid is kind of like, hey, if you commit suicide with love, it'll save people. That's a great lesson to be telling your kids, man. Jeez. Um, and then they inevitably compared it to Jesus' sacrifice. The kid, the Mackenzie, the, <laughs> the daughter was asking her dad, Mac, what, like, what does this mean? Am I, is God going to ask me to do that? Do I have to jump off a cliff? Why did the little girl have to t- jump off a cliff? Why did God make the little girl jump off a cliff? And, like, the older daughter, Kate, I think? Yeah, because the mom's, like, Nina or something. So, Kate, the older daughter, is, is, is points out that, wow, Mackenzie asked really good questions. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> these are great questions. Hey, movie, why don't you answer that? I'll just, I'll just wait here. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. <laughs> Mac goes, oh, when you're, when we get home, your, your mom will have some good answers for us. And do those questions ever come up again? No, no, not, not really. Those questions never really get answered. So let me, let, let me take a crack at it. So <laughs> did God make that, uh, this is such, it's a bad analogy because this, the girl, the little princess commits suicide. Jesus was killed. Um, he allowed himself to be killed, but he only had to allow himself because he was God. That's a very particular situation. None of us are also God. So that, it it's very different. You know, the two situations are very different. God didn't commit suicide. And then did God the Father make Jesus, you know, die for our sins? No, he didn't. Uh, Jesus said that he had, he came of his own free will. He, you know, he said that my life is, you know, mine to lay down. It is mine. I, I can take it up again. And I know I just butchered that verse. Sue me. But no, God didn't make Jesus do that. He didn't make the little Indian girl do it either. She did it of her own free will as well. Something dropped in the kitchen, apparently. I don't know if you could hear that. Uh, so yeah, there you go. Hey, movie, why didn't you answer that? Come on. <sighs> um, quick note, Jesus kind of does that whole whispering thing. I'm just going to throw in some ra- random dialogue, you know. I am Jesus, and, and I am the, the Son of God, and the... Bleh. Why? Why do you have to whisper like that? Come on. And let's talk about the whole portrayal of the three persons of the Holy Trinity. All right. So, God the Father, Papa. Cool. You can call him that. That's cool. Whatever. Uh, Jesus called uh, God the Father Abba, which means Daddy, basically, in English. So, yeah, cool. Um, so, Papa is a black woman. Uh-huh. All right, cool. Wasn't that black woman the same lady who was friends with Mac as a kid? Because I'm pretty sure she gave him pie in the beginning. That's a little bit confusing. And if that's true, then why didn't he ever point that out? And especially when they're, like, making pies together. Uh, Maybe I'm wrong about that. I don't know. 
Uh, and then God, normally when God appears to people or when Jesus appears to people, when Blessed Mother appears to people, when angels appear to people, they sort of don't break continuity within um, appearing to the same person. Uh, and what I mean is, if God appears as a young man, he stays as a young man uh, throughout the whole time that he's talking to this one person. Okay, I take it back. There have been times where Jesus will appear to someone and then later on will appear as baby Jesus. But like, okay, sure, fine. God is outside of time and that's that sort of explains why God would do that. It still seems in continuity. But God doesn't normally appear as a woman, if ever. I don't know if he's ever appeared as a woman. So that's that just rubs me the wrong way. I don't know. There's really no logic to that. It just sort of rubs me the wrong way. And then because there's a part where where God the Father he appears as a man as well because uh, and Mac is like, oh, you're you're a guy now or something like that. Uh, and Papa says, yes, for this, you will need a father. And I'm like, okay, I'm going through this whole thing with him. Like, okay, this was something that a mother couldn't have done. That doesn't make any sense. You were just talking and hiking and there was a ladybug involved for no reason that maybe got crushed and then was okay again. What is happening in this movie? What is going on? Um, Okay, and then Jesus. Yeah, a Arab man? Not really, no. Uh, Jesus was a Jew. I'm sure they lived in that part of the, the world, but okay, whatever. Um, running on water didn't rub me as, as the wrong way as it did in the trailer because it was just kind of like random in the trailer. Uh, they did sort of build to it, and there, there was a lesson before it and whatever and trust and blah, blah, blah. But it didn't look good. There was a lot of things in the in on the lake where it looked like, oh, look at that. That's that's some wonderful green screen. Let's go smack into that wall right there. Uh, <laughs> bad. Mm, the so the walking on water was fine. The running on water was still like <sighs> it it's it served a purpose, taught a lesson because Mac couldn't like. He couldn't walk on water without Jesus. So, sure, fine. But then it sort of becomes a parlor trick. All of, A lot of what Jesus' character was in this movie was like parlor tricks and like greatest hits. So, Jesus is a carpenter, so he's making something in the carpen carpentry shop. In the sh his other... <laughs> his shed. He's making something in his shed. Not the shed. Jesus' shed. So he's a carpenter, and he walks on water, and he has a boat, and he looks up at the stars, because, I don't know, what is, what even is this? He, um, he chops down wood in the forest. Come on, Jesus, why don't you, why, you forgot some greatest hits there. Why don't you, uh, make some bread into, <laughs> bread and fish and make more of them, or... Uh, turn the lake into wine or something like that sounded a little bit blasphemous like how the the Jews would say to Jesus but like the 
what I'm saying is that the way that they portrayed Jesus was just Jesus' greatest hits, like all of his miracles that he did and his, like, how he has to be a carpenter or whatever, and that's the character that they gave Jesus. But with the one that really bothered me was how they portrayed the Holy Spirit. Now, granted, I wouldn't know what to do with the Holy Spirit if I had to, uh, you know, make the Holy Spirit an actual physical character made played by an actor or actress in a movie. I wouldn't know what to do either. But the Holy Spirit is like a beautiful Asian woman. What? <laughs> uh, okay, sure fine if you picked somebody out of a hat and you got a a pretty asian woman okay now she's a gardener she's a she is creativity she's wildness uh she's jesus's spirit she and they may have said something about how she exists between the father and the son as a catholic i believe that the holy spirit proceeds from the father and the son and you know that's like verbatim what i believe and then what i've heard how i've heard it explained is that the holy spirit is actually the love between the father and the son and of course uh the holy spirit has always existed because the father and the son have always existed and blah blah, blah. i don't know though the trinity is like the most complicated mystery within christianity and this like secondhand second-rate christian movie want, uh, slash book wants to take that on like you really bit off more than you could chew <sighs> okay the all right sure creativity wildness blah 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 whatever sure um she's like a, a hippie that, um, that has a garden and they're all kind of hippies except for the god the father god the father is like this matronly woman who bakes and is like your aunt or your grandma or whoever the other two are hippies. Like, what the heck is going on? Uh, so, the, but the Holy Spirit does have like this metaphor that actually does make sense. Uh, she is cultivating this garden that, from the t uh, from inside the garden, it looks like a big old mess. But if you look at it from the top view, it's got this nice swirl and it's got this whole design and whatever. And it, that's cool. Whatever. Cool. Uh, that's a that is a an up an upside to this movie that the holy spirit her metaphor her lesson actually made sense uh the only thing i could glean from jesus's whole lesson was trust you know but that was that that's just the he could have said hey mac remember that time when peter walked on the water because he was looking at me that <laughs> trust me it'll be fine and the holy spirit like collects tears what is that that's weird and sick and disgusting that's blech uh her saraya psoriasis apparently <laughs> it's not psoriasis it's Saraya sarayu or something uh ryu in smash uh the holy spirit's name apparently means uh breath of the wind breath of the wild what i don't know it's weird why do they have weird names and stuff doesn't make any sense uh the okay something that does work um the wrist scars that all three of them have there's this part where uh the where mac asks this very direct question why did you let your son die and uh the papa says that she was there with him 
uh, that is really weird. What is with... <sighs> okay, the pronouns in this movie. Uh, yeah, but that makes sense, you know? Uh, God the Father, God the Holy Spirit, and uh, <laughs> Jesus, God the Son, were all on that cross together. They're united in that way so that uh, you would think that they would all feel that pain. And even if, even if we feel that, we feel pain, right? God feels that with us, right? If not, if not in the same way, it also hurts him. So the, that whole lesson metaphor thing was effective. That made sense. I liked it. It's cool. Uh, Jesus would be the only one to have the scars, but whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I guess I'll go ahead and point out the other good thing that happened in this movie that I really liked at this time. Uh, so there's a part where wisdom shows, well, wasn't doesn't really show up. Mac goes to her cave and she's dressed in this weird, like, uh, bargain store, thrift store dress with a, like a tool, uh, cape on, which with like stars on it, which was really cheesy and dumb looking. It, it looked like one of those, uh, video VHSs that I got from the library that they made for 10 bucks that, you know, that Robin Williams was in, in the princess and the frog before he got like famous or whatever. It's like, it was garbage, but, uh, wisdom sits on her throne and she is apparently the one that judges people. Because God doesn't judge people, wisdom does. All right, whatever. And she has this whole lesson for Mac about how he judges people and that he shouldn't. Uh, and that he is judging God. So that was kind of the, the, the big lesson there. That he's mad at God and that's and that's not fair and that's not his place and he doesn't know uh, the whole plan that God has. And so Max sits on the throne at Wisdom's direction and he, uh, well, yeah, the throne, I guess, it's like a stone chair that she judges the world from. Again, Wisdom doesn't judge the world, God does, but anyway. He judges, you know, the bad people of the world, the, the robbers, the murderers, the terrorists, and he is like, he, Wisdom asks him, so what about these people? What about these people? And he keeps saying, like, they should be judged. They should be damned to hell. They should, you know, they should be punished. And he gets to the murder of his daughter, the, the guy who killed his daughter. And he says the same thing, but with a little bit more, like, emphasis. And then uh, sees, she shows him this little boy who had uh, killed his father. And that was part of the flashback that, that had killed his father? I don't remember. That, uh... Mac, Mac had killed his father. He poisoned him with some kind of something that he poured in the alcohol that his father was drinking, and that's something that that haunts uh, Mac and whatever. It wasn't. Uh, it was stated and shown and wasn't effective. Just kind of fell flat. But wisdom, for some reason, asks, "Should this little boy be judged?" And we're, I'm thinking, and I guess Mac is thinking that the little boy is him, but I freaking know what, what I look like, what I looked like when I was a kid. And so apparently Mac didn't know, even though he was seeing a little boy before his eyes that didn't look like him. And I was, I'm going back and forth because it's, it's the, 
the images that he's seeing are like heavily filtered and almost transparent and you can't really tell and they're they're switching back and forth between his reaction and the actual what Mac is seeing. So I was even like, is that him? I'm not this doesn't look right. And but when Wisdom asks him that, Mac acts like it is him and he's like, but he's just a little boy. I don't know if he should be judged or whatever. And it's like and then Wisdom says, Oh, that's your dad. That his Mac's father was also beaten by his dad. Mac was beaten by his dad. His dad was beaten by his dad. And Wisdom says, if he should be judged, then that means that his father should be judged. And so on until Adam, because the cycle of, I guess, abuse and sin goes all the way back to Adam. And then if it goes all the way back to Adam, who, who was Adam's father? Adam's father was God himself. God created Adam. He was the first person, whatever. So that means that it goes all the way back to God, right, Mac? And and Mac says, you know, what, you know, you want me to say it? It's like she's and she just looks at him, and so he says, absolutely, that God is at fault for all of this. <sighs> okay, you made Mac admit that he's mad at God. Big deal. You did that like two minutes ago. You all right? And. You've gone through this whole thing. <sighs> okay. There are psychological things, reasons why people do things. But just because there's a reason doesn't mean it's excusable. Just because it's not excusable doesn't mean that person can't be forgiven. So all of these things are sort of related, but not within this exact you know, same line of logic. Uh, you, the way that I just said it was basically the way, the best that I can explain it. He can forgive his father, but that doesn't mean that his father was is excused. And nor does the fact that his father beat him mean that uh, Mac's father is okay to beat Mac. Does that does that make sense? Like. And the implication of that was that it's not Mac's father's fault because Mac's father was beaten as a child. And that's not true. And they even kind of go back on that. The Later on, when um, Mac meets the soul of his father, uh, Papa says that just because you forgive your father, Mac, you that doesn't mean that what he did was right or excusable so what wisdom and god are disagreeing with each other or or at least wisdom is not being clear and i didn't i say that wisdom actually had a good point i don't <laughs> i could have sworn that i like this part but apparently i don't um okay and then wisdom says okay here i want you to between your two surviving children, one of them has to go to hell. And here they are, and they actually appear in like physical form. Uh, here's your son, and here's your daughter, Kate, and you have to choose which one of them goes to hell. And Max says, that no, that's not fair. I can't do it. And she says, choose. No, I can't. And she says, choose. And he says, no, please, don't make me. And he sa- she says, choose. <laughs> like, it's like, hey, wisdom, you know how you're super wise? Your wisdom itself? Couldn't you come up with a third line? Come on. Um, and eventually she get 
he like gets really emotional and he says, take me, take me instead. They don't deserve it. I can't choose. Take me. And he goes on for like 15 seconds. He says it over and over. I'm like, hey, Mac. Hey, take me. Hey, hey, Mac. Do you not do you not understand what's happening right now? Do you not understand the? Do you not get the metaphor? Hey, Mac, anybody home? And he he doesn't get it. <laughs> like wisdom has to tell him. So this is what you think that God does. And then he kind of sort of finally gets it. But there was a slightly separate point from what you just made, wisdom. What just happened? Yeah, so, but then God doesn't just say arbitrarily, you know, eeny, meeny, miny, mo. you're going to heaven, you're going to hell, and you're going to heaven, you're going to hell. Uh, the way that it works, the way I've been taught is that sin is a result of man rejecting God with his free will. And sin is what actually separates us from God. We can't go to heaven and be united completely with God if we have separated us from God, if that's what we have chosen. We don't choose to go to hell. We choose sin, and then sin separates us from God eternally. Now, I know a lot of Christians don't believe that exactly, uh, the once saved, always saved thing. But then I would ask you, what happens if you choose to, uh, if you reject that later? If you reject God later on and stay in that rejection until you die, what happens? Uh, so I would ask you that. If you want to talk to me about it, I'd love for that question to be answered uh, from you know a fellow Christian, a non-Catholic. But yeah, the, the characters disagree within the same movie and they're not clear and it's vague and it's weird and whatever and here comes the part where mac actually like there's two parts that actually bring closure to him he sees his daughter in the next scene wisdom shows him his daughter that she's in heaven and you know frolicking in a field and jesus visits her and whatever and and then there's another part where god is an old fat Indian, well, not a Native American man, and and gosh, that guy, he's been in so many, he's like a Hollywood that guy, because I don't know his name, but I've seen him in so many different things, and he always plays an Indian, and now he gets to play God, so good job, man, good job, he got to play God. Anyway, he, that there's a part with actual closure, because Mac uh, actually says, I forgive you, um, to the, the murderer of his daughter, and those two things actually bring closure. He gets to see his, his daughter, and he forgives her murderer, and then they bury what is ostensibly the daughter's body. And boom, bada bing, he's he's fine. Uh, okay, there's a part in the shack where Mac mentions religion, and he's talking to Jesus, and Jesus, like, scoffs at religion. He says, you know, religion the the rules and whatever and like what what is that jesus started a religion when he was here and you know that that's a little bit of my catholicism coming through but i don't think anybody believes that jesus would just outright scoff at religion and sure jesus wants friends family but 
would he scoff at religion? I don't think so. I think that's kind of ridiculous. And, and the fact that like so many religions exist points to the fact that humans are a religious like species or a religious creature. And there, I don't think that's a coincidence. And I think that's a that's something that's a desire that you know the God put in our hearts, and it's expressed through religion. And I don't think that that expression would uh, be something that he would scoff at. So that really rubbed me the wrong way. Uh, and then a couple just minor gripes. Uh, I was thinking during the movie, okay, the Holy Spirit is often pictured, or one of the symbols of the Holy Spirit is heat, is fire. But the Holy Spirit is not that kind of hot, and it's really weirding me out. Like, there's even like, yes, a, like a part where Jesus, with a sparkle in his eye, tells Mac that the Holy Spirit can be very persuasive. <laughs> uh, what's her name again? Breath of the Wind? Sarayu? Sarayu? I don't remember. But he's, he's like, yeah, Sarayu can be very persuasive. And I was like, ooh, that, that's weird. Ugh. Um, the Gideons, this actually got a laugh from the, some of the people in the crowd, the, the Gideon like foundation or whatever, they're even in God's house. There was like a, a little King James Bible that they normally put in hotel rooms. There was one in the bedside table, like drawer of Mac's room in, inside of God's house. I just thought that was pretty funny and sort of weird. So Getting to the end of the movie, uh, Mac leaves, you know, he's given the choice to stay or leave and he leaves and he goes back to his family uh, because he's a hero, you know, because like he was, he had that heroic heroic quality even in the middle of the movie, which is kind of weird, but because, uh, you know, he says, take me, like I was saying before with uh, his encounter with wisdom. But of course, he, he does the right thing. He, he leaves, he goes back to his family. And as he's driving away, he gets hit by the same truck that almost hit him going there. And I was like, so wait, what? So the same idiot truck driver finally hit him on the way back. You know, he tried to hit him on the way over and got him on the way back. Doesn't make any sense. But it turns out that, again, this is the spoiler, that he was in a coma the whole time and he didn't actually even make it to the shack. So this whole time we've been watching him in a coma. This is all, this all it has happened in his mind. There's like three or four false wake-ups and dream within a dream within a dream. It's weird. Uh, so that, that was the twist. Totally ineffective. Really didn't need that twist. Didn't make any difference to the story. He could have, you know, gotten there and had that dream on on the floor, and it wouldn't have made any difference. Uh, I guess that takes away the fact that he tried to commit suicide or was going to commit suicide. What would have happened if he had committed suicide? He would have just woken up from the coma at that point. I don't know. That's yeah. That it makes it messier than it already is, and it doesn't serve any kind of purpose in the story. Uh, there was a part at the end where Mac, <laughs> it looked like Mac heard Tim McGraw's, like, his narration, and he was like, and from that day on, and then Mac looks up and then, like, smiles and then, you know, looks back at his family. So that was a bit weird. Yeah, that's about it. 
So the movie ends. There's more narration. Ding. Narration. Garbage. And Mac learns his lesson. Uh, he talks to each of his family members, and they sort of all reconcile, and it seems like it's going to be good for them. And somehow, so somehow through all of that, those weird metaphors and that weird experience and the non-answers that Matt Gay uh, got and, you know, the two things that I think that actually gave him closure. Through all of that, he was changed and he lived the rest of his life happily ever after, blah, blah, blah. The end. Okay. And that's about it. Thank you, everybody, for listening. You can follow the podcast at Bargain Bin Movie Pod on Instagram and Twitter. That's where I announce things. I tell you how far I am behind schedule. I uh, post pictures regarding, like, the thumbnails and stuff and sneak peeks and, like, promise stuff that I never end up doing, uh, except for this one, because this is, this is, like, literally the first time I've ever gone, oh, I'm going to do this, and then I actually do it. So... We're working on that. Um, please bear with me. You can follow me at Game of the Box on Twitter and Instagram for all of my personal stuff. Try to keep. I'm like trying to figure out the balance between like where should I put movie stuff? Should I put it on the podcast? Should I put it on like the podcast uh, socials, or should I put it on my own social? It depends. And I'm just figuring this out as I go. So, uh, what did you think of the shack? Let me know. What did you think of all of my crazy theology? I and I and I really want to know what that what was that question that I asked you in the middle? Oh, about the once saved always saved type of thing, where uh, this movie sort of implies one thing: uh, Catholics believe something a little bit different, and uh, Christians believe something even uh, a third thing that is also different. Non-Catholic Christians. So, if you'd like to talk to me about that, at Game of the Box. I'd love to chat with you about it. All right. Talk to you next week. Bye-bye.